PitchMe, Technopole Startup Incubator, empowering founders as well as PitchMe podcasts. Next, uh, Nick is presenting us ReScooter. Pitch me, Nick. Hello. Yes, I'll be presenting ReScooter today, a city-friendly e-scooter sharing. I want to discuss uh, e-scooter sharings around Europe. If you ever tried them, you might agree with the common users who claim that they love it for sustainability, convenience, and for the fun factor. I myself live in Barcelona in Europe, and it seems to be a perfect location for this type of service. But why isn't it there then? Why was it banned? Why do we keep once every couple of years hear this new news about it being forbidden somewhere? Well, those are exactly the location where, locations that we're targeting. Thus, we've conducted a research and found out the main reasons. First of all, people who use them often don't know the laws and rules, thus endangering themselves and others. The parking spots of e-scooters cause awful mess in the streets. Government is concerned with the safety of the users and the safety of pedestrians. And they hate being blamed for accidents caused or involving e-scooters. Well, and this is where the e-scooter comes in. We understand that by targeting the locations where they are currently prohibited, we kind of entrusting the success of our projects into the hands and wills of the government. But we believe that we found approach valuable enough for it to change the interest of the officials into our favor. First of all, the law and awareness will be mitigating by educating our users and guiding them during their rides. The mass on the streets will be solving it with implementing stations. Safety of scooter users well, will be providing helmets that which the scooters just won't start. Safety of pedestrians, well, will have a controllable speed limitations to solve it. Responsibility for the accident, well, uh, we'll be saving all the possible information about the last several trips of each single one of our users and we'll have an ability to share this information with the authorities in case of an accident. Of course, this is something that our users will have to agree to during the onboarding process. We'll be achieving it through our smart application and uniquely designed scooters we're currently working on. If one thinks about our competition, the first things that come to mind are Lime, Dot, Avoy, and many other companies, you name them. But as we are targeting the locations where those are unavailable or banned, our, comp our competition varies greatly depending on the market. If we look in our most desired city to, to enter, it's Barcelona. Our main competitors are the public transport, the taxi service, and the currently existing bicycle sharing, Bicing. None of them are too similar to the service that we are presenting. We are planning to monetize by charging our users to start their rides, then provide five minutes for free, and then charge them for every next minute. Also, we are planning to sell advertisement on our stations and perhaps on the scooters themselves. In a worst case scenario, if the wheels of the governments will not change or uh, will not shift, or if they'll change later, there'll be no business whatsoever. But in other case, in other scenario, with the initial 350,000 uh, euros investment, we'll be able to break even after three months, and after one year, we'll have a profit of 1.7 million, million euros. That's it. Thank you so much. On the other 
micromobility service providers do a lot of similar things. What makes you stand out among their competition? The problem with many other providers is that to start mitigating those issues, they they started doing it way too late, already after they had their fleet of scooters, their applications, etc. So they are just simply unable to do enough to become, as we call it, city-friendly. They'll have to, to enter such markets, they'll have to change their scooters, they have to greatly shift a lot of things within their application and within the system they work. So, yeah, we have a we have just an advantage of being a small business who is starting straight away with uh, by targeting those those issues micromobility sector in general has not been the i would say popular among the investors over the last year or two uh, how can you raise capital in this sector well i believe that the way we want to operate, we'll be entering the locations where most other companies are banned. That's being the kind of monopolist within those uh, spheres. We'll be the only company on the market that's most likely people will be interested in investing into the only available service. Yeah. Furthermore, many of the companies priorly They've been concentrating a lot on very fast expansion, creating a huge amount of fleets, uh, spreading to many cities, very, very fast growth. And it didn't prove to be too effective. Reaching that 1.7 million profit uh, in your scenarios, what would it take? What was the kind of assumptions for that profit number? We were studying the way the scooters are used in the other locations where they're currently available and on the way the aforementioned bicycle sharing in Barcelona functions. So how much time do they ride, how often, etc. We're, we're planning to target the, the main consumers would be the young employees or students. So we'll just be making sure that the scooters are as available to them as possible. So placing them near the metros, placing them so they'll be easy for them to use them in the mornings, then after the work they finish to come back, etc. Thanks, Nick.